Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, the intersection of mindfulness, self-awareness, and activation. And I presume people are mostly going to listen to this show for the activation piece, which is, uh, which is it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me just the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So, Jan, please introduce our guest. Yes, Jeff. Our guest today is Casey Dixon. She is an ADHD coach who has worked with a wide range of individuals living with ADHD over the course of her career. Casey founded Dixon Life Coaching in 2005 after a 15-year career supporting students and adults with executive function challenges in schools and universities. With an international reputation for helping clients excel in authentic and innovative ways using ADHD-informed approaches, she is an ICF Professional Certified Coach and CCE Global Board Certified Coach, and she offers customized one-to-one coaching programs for very high-achieving individuals who have already found success and are looking to master their ADHD to create big changes. She is also available for keynotes, presentations, CLEs and trainings, podcasts and interviews. She's online at DixonLifeCoaching.com. So, Jeff, we're happy to have Casey with us today. Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be here, Jeff. God, it's been way too long since we've had you on the show. It's uh, just a crime, but it was good reconnecting in Dallas. And everybody who's out there listening, if you're not going to the International Conference on ADHD, you need to because you learn a lot of really cool stuff. But the really cool stuff is in the hallways when you're kind of walking around, you run into people like Casey. We were able to kind of reconnect and, and come up with some topics. So today we're going to talk about the intersection of mindfulness and self-awareness. And so before we do any of this, 
like talk to us about mindfulness. Like, what is it, and how do you work, like how do you introduce it to people with ADHD? Yeah. So, I mean, when you say mindfulness to people, oftentimes they think of meditation specifically, which mm-hmm. is exactly the same thing. So, I think it's important to to know the difference. So, mindfulness or mindful awareness is the ability to sort of direct your attention to the experience of the present moment mm-hmm. and really embed yourself in that present moment without being judgmental. So you're just sort of noticing where you are, how you're feeling, what's going on. Um, oftentimes people use meditative practices to help them to develop mindfulness skills. So meditation, everybody has this picture of like somebody sitting cross-legged and, and doing the, the sort of, I don't know, sitting on top of a mountain with their fingers and, you know, the circle and they're, they're yep. meditating. So what they're doing there is connecting to the present moment using a meditation, which is a tool to help you to increase your mindful awareness. And that's being present. And that's being present, being fully present, but not in a judgmental way. That's, I think, really important. Mm-hmm. It, um, because I think... I mean, as you know, people with ADHD have a tendency to be overly judgmental in a negative way about what's going oh, yeah. on. Right now. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you do a lot of – I've seen you do presentations because you can be mindfully aware and mindful, like meditate, all kinds of stuff. I think I've seen you like do exercise where people – you're just sitting in a chair, and you're stopping and noticing like your feet on the floor, your butt in the seat, stuff like that. And, and yeah. I, is, that is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. So one of the tools that we always have with us to help us become more mindful is our body. Mm -hmm. Um, The other tool that's also part of our body is breath. So those are Mm -hmm. two really common ways of practicing mindfulness. Um, The one that you're talking about is a body scan, we call that. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting in a chair, you can notice what are your feet doing? Are they Mm -hmm. resting on the floor? Are they dangling there? just really what you're doing is you're saying pull your attention on purpose towards your feet and really just direct your attention there. And then you can move to your seat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how, how does it feel? Is it uncomfortable? Are you, um, is there a lot of pressure there? Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're just sort of directing it there. You can move up to your shoulders or your hands um, to the top of your head so these are body scans. So it's sort of mm-hmm. a toe to the top of the head scan or a top of the head to the toe scan. It's really, really common in meditation practices. And it's, the cool thing about this is it's really easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't take that long. You can do this in 30 seconds or you can spend 30 minutes. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, same thing with breath. So breath is something that we always have with us. And as we know, it helps to control our mind. So Mm -hmm. if we're agitated, we're sort of like huffing and puffing, short of breath. If we're really calm and relaxed, we sort of draw out and have smoother breath. If you pay attention to the way that you're breathing, that can help you to become more mindful or more present Mm -hmm. in the moment. Now, concept of doing this is relatively simple. Do people with ADHD from your experience struggle with doing it? Um, I think like any habit, it can be difficult for people with ADHD to develop. 
the, the oftentimes what I find with my clients is they get all excited about it and they go out and they research it or they join a class or they get all the, you know, they get, they buy a meditation bench and they download the app and, and they say, okay, I'm really going to do this. And then they do it for a little while and then it drifts away. It doesn't become mm-hmm. sustainable habit. So like any other habit that you're trying to develop that's self-supportive when you have ADHD, it helps to have a supportive plan mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to kind of follow through and make sure that it becomes part of your regular day. Because the key here is that in order for mindfulness to become beneficial, which we're talking about productivity, right? So that's mm-hmm. sort of the goal. Um, mm-hmm. you, you have to practice it regularly enough. It's, it's mm. very much like fitness. If you go out and you try to run a 5K and you haven't run in a while, you're just going to end up hurting yourself. But to benefit yeah. physically from regular practice. Yep. Um, so doing meditations or shorter mindfulness practices, it's kind of like um, improving your, your mindfulness fitness. Yep. But you got to yep. go to the gym <laughs> regularly or get out there and walk regularly or whatever you're trying to do regularly to increase your, your mindful fitness. So I want to just share my experience and learning in on this and everybody I'm talking about the exact same thing. She is, I'm just explaining it from a different perspective. Um, back, I think in 2010, I was at a conference and Greg Creech was there and he had everybody, I want you to focus on an object for yeah. uh, like a minute. And I was sitting there, I, I wouldn't even go to this thing cause it was like Japanese psychology. I'm like, what am I going to go there? I'm sitting there and like, da, 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 and he goes, okay, everybody stop. And he goes, does anybody notice that you're focused on the object that an extraneous thought came to mind? Like it's hot or why are we doing this or how long is this going to take? And, you know, the whole room, the arm, everybody's arm go up and goes, well, we noticed that. Did you keep thinking about it? Did you let it go and bring your, your thoughts back to the object? Everybody goes back to the object. He says, you know, if you've got ADHD, your mind's wandering every, like, millisecond, right? But yeah. the idea here is it's, it's an exercise. It's a moment of practice where you're noticing your thoughts or your feelings wander off, like, oh, there's a, there's a sound or whatever. And he says, this is, like, it's, it's, about, it's an exercise. And in that moment, he said, you know, meditation is really the same thing except you're using the breath. And then it clicked for me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is an attention exercise. And yeah. if you just sit there and you kind of practice it, you're talking about the habit. I'm, the same thing, I'm using the word skill. Like anything else, you've got to develop it. And that, you know, I did a show years ago where I sent an email to a lot of thought leaders and said, you know, is, is mindfulness good in meditation good for people with ADHD? And everybody said yes. And I said, is it more <laughs> difficult for people with ADHD? And almost 100% said yes. And you, you can see why, because you've got to sit and practice in the moment. Like yeah. noticing your emotions and notice your feelings, and it's like you see them, but you don't inhabit them. You like you don't you don't have, you don't invite them in for tea. You just notice them and just send them on their way. I mean, yeah. like does that that's if we spin it in that, it's really an ADHD exercise to learn to shift your attention when it gets off track. Is there yeah. anything else that I'm miss, missing in that? No, I think that that's really, really important. And one distinction, so I hear from a lot of people with ADHD, like, oh, well, I can't empty my mind, which is not what mindfulness is about. We're not trying to say your, your mind is blank, right? Because yes. <laughs> yes. that's just not going to happen. So, yeah, extraneous thoughts, distractions, perseverations, emotions, all of that stuff is going to come flooding into your mind when you're trying to sit there and focus on your feet or your breath. Yes. For me, I think... The key is you're not trying to push those thoughts away, which 
I think is one of the things new people who are new to mindfulness practices are like, oh, I'm thinking about how I have to, you know, go pick up the kids after school and blah, 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 do all this stuff. I'm going to push that away, which takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't work because you're, you're mm-hmm. focusing on that thought while you're trying to push it away. So this is why we have to have an, an object that we're paying attention to. So like yes. the guy yeah. you were talking to, pick an object. For body scan, it's your feet or your seat. For the breath, it's breath, obviously. <laughs> yep. So what you're doing is instead of pushing thoughts away, you're, you're noticing, hey, I'm having this extraneous thought that really isn't helping me to be present right now. So I'm going to pull my attention back to the thing that I'm intending to pay attention to. Yes. And so that is a skill that helps if you can develop that, like you said, it's developing a skill that can help you with all of the things that are difficult when you have ADHD. Yes. So I'm going to go to a break here in a second. But before we do, I, I know I gave a presentation a couple of years ago at Chad because we talked about this. So today, everybody, we're talking about meditation and mindfulness, and we're going to move. We're, we're doing this to get to activation, but it's an aside. When you uh, do any type of gratitude journaling, when you're writing down everything that went good in your day, notice is that's trying to shift your attitude. It's a practice of going because problems abound. We have a tendency to get caught up and we don't really take the time to just write down what's, what we're grateful for. And so there's that. And for some people who've listened to me, um, where I put you in front of the news and watching the opposing politicians yabber about some stuff and you're noticing your emotions get kind of crazy. What I'm trying to do is help you learn how to shift your attention from that situation from one of riled up to kind of calm. So those are just three like exercises. We're talking about the shift of attention. There's the shift of attitude and then there's the shift of emotion. So what I want to do is I want to come back because you know Casey I've talked to a lot of people that hey they get into that but and they do this but they don't really know why they're doing it I mean they're going through the exercise and I want to kind of tie that together before we go to the break everybody our secret word is uh, uh, intersection and Casey your website DixonLifeCoaching.com um, tell us about that they, they go there they can access all everything you got yes, pretty much everything I have there we've got um, all sorts of group coaching programs and the Live Well e-course, which is also a live course, <laughs> individual coaching. There's lots of articles. In fact, there's a bunch of articles on mindfulness, on the resources, um, and, of course, podcasts are listed there. So there's free e-books, all sorts of stuff that um, if somebody wants to explore this further, um, they can find there. You can't afford not to go. Again, uh, <laughs> Dixon. That's D-I-X-O-N, lifecoaching.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Casey Dixon, and we're, our topic today is the intersection of mindfulness and really activation is where we're going to this. And I, to get to activation, we really had to define what mindfulness is, its role in shifting attention. And really, I want to kind of talk about the application of it because so many people, like, they might go do that stuff, but then they go in everyday life, and it's like right out of their head. I mean, the, the idea of practicing it like anything, like an athlete, you go to the gym, you practice it so that you can use it game time. And yep. life is your game. And so the mm-hmm. idea really is, is – and by the way, in terms of practices, I mean, you can practice at a stoplight sometimes, just stop and being present and taking an inventory of what's going on. And I don't think people really actually think about translating the, the mindfulness. I mean, there's some – you do it on a regular basis, and it happens naturally. But more intentionally, just starting to be more mindful in meetings and be more present about what you're doing. Share your thoughts on that. Well, I think it's really interesting because – there are two ways that you can practice mindfulness in the way that you're talking about. One is really intentional. So I'm sitting at a stoplight and I have my hands on the wheel. So this is where you can kind of bring that, that technique in called when I, then I. So when I'm sitting at a stoplight, then I pay attention to my hands on the wheel. I'm just going to push my attention there until the light changes and then you're done. It's a teeny tiny mindfulness exercise that helps to ground you in that moment. Those are things that you can do intentionally throughout the day to help you get yourself present. So I'm going into a meeting and I want to feel more present. I go into the restroom, I wash my hands. When I wash my hands, then I take three diaphragmatic breaths, like deep, full breaths. That's a mindfulness practice that you can kind of do anytime. The other thing about mindfulness that we know from tons of research that's been going on that was started back in really with Lydia Zyloska in 2006 is that doing it regularly, so let's say you get up every morning and you do a five-minute mindfulness practice as part of your morning routine. Even without practicing mindfulness throughout the day in an intentional way, it is still going to, for most of the people who do that, um, what they're finding is that about for about 80% of people with ADHD who practice this for about six weeks or eight weeks, which is not much time at all, you start to see a reduction in ADHD symptoms um, and your executive functions um, are more adept. Mm-hmm. So even without saying, oh, I need to stop in the middle of the day and practice mindfulness right now, if you're doing a mindfulness practice at some point, on a regular daily basis, um, for most people, you're going to see a significant reduction in executive function um, deficits. So mindful training or practice, as you call it, in directly impacts executive function. It also impacts your awareness, which I think in order to pause, right, one of the things that you talk about yep. is learning yep. how to pause. Before you jump into doing something, and here this is the activation piece, before you activate towards a task, it helps to pause and think, how am I going to approach this task? What do I need to be doing? What do I want it to look like? Um, what's blocking me? Why am I feeling like, ugh, I don't want to do it? All of those things um, mean that you have to say, wow, I'm noticing something and I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness practice also helps with increasing that awareness moment to moment. So it's kind of a double me. Well, it's... it's and and the, really helps with the, with the activation piece. Because as you said, 
there's a lot of things that can get in the way of activating towards a task, right? There's the emotional block. Why am I avoiding this? Um, there's, oh, I'm just going to go sort of willy-nilly and follow the, the interruptions and distractions and, and impulses that I'm having right now rather than doing what I intended to do. Yep. Um, there's not noticing the passage of time. Right? So I'm going to sit down to write an email to my boss, and 40 minutes later, somehow I am not even done that. I'm on YouTube looking up giraffes or something. Like yep. that, you need awareness to avoid those things that are blocking activation towards productivity. So I'm having a little bit of flashback, um, and I'm going to use this as a metaphor to kind of think about it. I remember in my swimming days um, – you know, I just go to regular meets, and I was just really just going through the motions. I mean, just a regular swim meet, unless it's like big time. But you're just going to do. It's like a check-in to see how you're doing. In college, we have dual meets, but at the end of the day, nobody ever goes back and say, "What was your college dual meet record?" Nobody really cares. Um, you do care about conference and NCAA championships. And I'm sharing this because I can remember specifically whether I was at Olympic trials, U.S. nationals, or NCAAs or whatever. You're there, and you start to take an inventory. You start to become really present about what's going on. If you ever watch sports, you always see the athletes behind the, the blocks in the pool or on the track or whatever, and there's this moment where you sit there and you bring it all together. You're like you're in that moment. You're in the now. You're, you're, you're taking an inventory of what's kind of going on, and you're like – and sometimes you'll go, okay, I'm going to be walking up, and when that gun goes, you kind of explode. And it's, I'm describing it from the you're going through the motions of it, to the I'm stopping and I'm being intentional about that. And I'm making that distinction because using mindfulness to activate is actually pausing and using it to be intentional in that moment. Okay, it's showtime. That makes sense? Yeah. Am I articulating yeah. that in a way that – this is the piece that I don't think a lot of people with ADHD really do. That They might go and practice it a little bit, but they never are like, okay, it's showtime. Now I'm going to apply it to what I'm doing in right in front of me. Yeah, and I think that's crucial. Um, and it's a great example, and it, it can be applied to, you know, you don't have to be an, an Olympian or doing Olympic trials to do that. It yep. could be, okay, I'm a lawyer, and I, I have to sit down and write a brief this afternoon. Yep. And I feel that anxiety or that negative avoidance because writing a brief is hard. And yep. when you have ADHD, yep. it's really hard. And so when you see that task on your to-do list, you might, stop because you've been practicing mindfulness, hit the pause button, say, okay, what is it about this that is making me feel this way? Mm -hmm. You name mm -hmm. that. Like, okay, I don't like writing briefs or it's hard for me to write briefs. Okay, now we're going to move on and let that go. You notice that you need to approach the brief with intentionality. And then to do that, you got to be really fully present in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I think kind of what you said, which is, you know, game on. Let's this isn't something that you need to be doing to drive from here to the store, but it's something that you need to do when you are doing something that is crucially important and requires an enormous amount of activation for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell you what, this is a good point. Let's talk, go to break, come back. And I think this is the piece everybody came for, because we're going to start talking about activation and, and why this is all so important. Um, Again, our secret word tonight is intersection, and listen, you're listening to Casey. She's clearly really good at what she got, and she's got great information. So go to her website, DixonLifeCoaching.com, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. 
We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Casey Dixon. Uh, we've, we've run through mindfulness meditation. We've talked about being present in the moment, not going through the, through the motions, which is where we get to the activation piece. You know, I, where this really lands is people with ADHD, there's that, they're human doings. They're not human beings. Sometimes you've got to stop and be. And the application of what we've talked about in terms of activation is when you sit down is actually, okay, I'm here. I'm in the present. I'm noticing my emotions, I'm feeling overwhelmed because you have a lot of things. Okay, I'm going to let that go. What do I have in front of me? What do I got to do? What can I get done right now? Because worrying and feeling overwhelmed, that's just wasting time if you think about it. You're not actually accomplishing anything, but if you can be present in that moment, let this go, take a couple deep breaths, and sit down and say, I'm here, I'm intentional, this is what I'm going to accomplish. We're now transitioning what we've We've been talking about the practice and that stuff into actually moving into activation. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's really, um, I mean, you're right, right on, is that you have to be able to identify, okay, I'm feeling this way about this task. Um, and in order to do that, <laughs> you have to have self-awareness. And again, that's where the mindfulness piece comes in. So you, you, when you're activating towards an onerous task, you can say, okay, I'm going to take 10 diaphragmatic breaths now, and that will help me to say, what am I really feeling in this moment? Um, But one of the things that we bump into is that, like you said, there's sort of people with ADHD are human beings. They just want to start. And if they can't start, then they're looking for something else to focus on. And so not only does mindfulness help you to activate to the intended task, but it keeps you from looking for other things that you really Mm -hmm. don't want to be doing. Um, So sometimes this can feel counterintuitive, right? I'm going to take time. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I have a bunch of stuff to do, and I don't have enough time to do it all, which is a really common place to be when you have ADHD. Um, What we're saying is, okay, stop and take a little bit of time before you start doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And get yourself oriented to the doing so that you can follow through. So that's a, this is, I think, when you said earlier, is this hard for people with ADHD? I, I think people with ADHD can meditate. Um, they can direct their attention with practice just as well as almost anybody else. 
But this is the hard part. Yes. Say, okay, I'm going to stop before diving in and make sure I know where I'm headed, what I need to do, how I'm going to do it, that I can handle this, that I got my emotions under control. Um, and so that's why this is such a, it's a counterintuitive move, but it pays off big time with getting started. It, when you can do this, a whole world opens up because Casey and I, we do a lot of helping of people. A lot of times removing all the emotions so they can get down to pay dirt. Like for me, and we all have different styles. I, from my perspective, 80% of procrastination is rooted in ambiguity. But getting somebody to be present and take a look at the task and say, what am I not clear on? And actually identify it so they can solve that problem is a little bit of a feat because when you're feeling overwhelmed and emotional, you avoid, you avoid, you're not actually thinking kind of objectively. And I know if you go out there and you read different things on the internet, you'll hear all kinds of people saying all kinds of different things. But at the end of the day, it's to be present, override those emotions, and be in the now and really make that happen. And today, what I'm hoping is that we're walking through the value of mindfulness and meditation, the need to stop and be present in what's going on, and you transition this into activation. Is it hard? Yeah, probably. But at the end of the day, it's taking that time to make time and not spending all your time worrying or jumping out of that situation to escape the pain of it to something else that just feels good like YouTube. So exactly. it's that being that present piece of it. And, and really, as Dr. Barker says, it's basically pausing, engaging your thinking brain. Like, let's think about what we're doing right here or what's hard about what we're doing right now or like the name it, the tame it. There's so many different things that you can do in that moment to kind of go forward that really can help you activate, which goes down to self-awareness, which self-awareness is highly correlated with success in life. So this is a way to work your way towards that. Well, and when you sit down to, yeah, when you sit down to be productive, so we're talking about activating and being productive, you're really, it's almost like you're putting on a stage performance, a production. Yes. And if you just have everything on your stage, so all of the emotions and all the thoughts and all the to-dos floating around in your mind, and there's no script, <laughs> there's no director, and there's a bunch of divas, right? Our emotions are big divas. They're up there. <laughs> Hey, I want all the stage lights on me right now. Yep. And the audience is just looking at this like it's a chaotic improv. Mm-hmm. Then you're confusing the audience. You're not getting from A to B. You're not even starting. Everybody's just like, oh, my God, this, what is going on? What you need is a good, strong director, a performance director to come in and say, okay, you off the stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you over here, it's your turn. You know, here's your lines to direct the, where the audience is paying attention using the lighting. So this is obviously just a metaphor, but I think it's really crucial. What we know about mindfulness is that it is the director of your yep. production. So uh, in the world of coaching, we have lots of tools really trying to get people kind of tapped in. And I'm having one right now that I'm, I'm going to share it's going to probably seem foreign, but I think it's falling right in line with what Casey's saying. When I went through Coaches Training Institute, we had this thing called the saboteur. Everybody's got one. The idea is you coach somebody, and when you hear the negativity and stuff like that, you'd say, hmm, I think I hear the saboteur. And you, mm-hmm. and you describe it, and ultimately what you wanted to do was have the person name the saboteur so we could make it, like, name it and tame it, right? Well, my saboteur is Darth Vader, right? Okay, so I'd be like, okay, I'm talking to so-and-so, and I'm like, hey, I think I'm talking to Darth Vader. Can, hey, Darth, can you go to the store for us a little bit? I'd like to talk to so-and-so, right? As a moment to get the person present with what they're doing to realize it in a director-type fashion. 
And so, so much of what we're talking about is different ways. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of tools and all kinds of things that we do, but they go back to how can we get you present on what you're doing right now in order to happen. And again, the goal of today was really to walk people through the process of understanding what mindfulness and meditation is, understand that it's not just going through the motions, that actually be intentional about it, and then here's how you can apply it to the other side. And so much of what we do, Casey, is just really trying to get people to be present and actually mm-hmm. recognize participate and like another comment i have a lot of people like i need to make a plan i need to make a plan i get alarmed and i always tell you know the shovel doesn't do the digging nor does the plan at some point in time you got to be present and say okay this is what i got to do at this step in order to execute the plan which is hard because people are not they're, they're not present for it right and i think there are some tools though just if to kind of i think the saboteur is is one of them but even if you if you're not able to go that deeply right now um, into the emotional bit and you're just like, well, I'd like to start and see how this affects me. I know one of the tools that you were, you know, um, say, hey, use a time timer. So, and you know, before you sit down to activate on a task, see if you can do a couple of mindful breaths or do a body scan. Then you can say, okay, what, be intentional. How am I going to dive into this task? What's my entry point for the, what do I have to do first? How long is this going to take? So this is where you get to the nitty gritty of the task and have a plan. Yep. Then set a timer and have a key question. So if the timer goes off in 15 minutes and your key question is, am I doing what I intended to do in the way I intended to do it? And if the answer is no, you know, now I'm on YouTube, um, then you can go back and say, okay, now I need to re-ground myself in the present moment and I'm going to use a mindfulness practice to do that. Mm-hmm. So even if it doesn't work the first time, <laughs> if you learn how to interrupt yourself every once in a while and say, hey, am I being present here? Then you can reboot. Absolutely. Without being judgy, right? You're not going to say, oh, yep. well, that didn't work. You're going to say, no, nope, <laughs> try it again. <laughs> now it's going to work this time. I also recommend to people that they have a go-to practice. Um, so something that they do over and over and over, like this is my go-to practice. I like the body scan or mm-hmm. I like the breathing. Um, and, you know, there's all, so many different kinds of mindfulness practices. They don't have to be long. You don't have to pay a lot of money for them. You don't have to, you know, have special equipment. It's such a accessible treatment um, for ADHD that, but anyway, going to the go-to practice, something that you do over and over and over so it becomes automatic mm-hmm. and you can pull it out of your toolkit when you need it um, without thinking, oh, what am I supposed to do? Right? You mm-hmm. just start doing it. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. And to make it even easier, if you can find somebody else to practice this with or even sit down like adult study hall where yep. you're doing something and you've got somebody else and you're, you're, it's not accountability. It's just be, being with people sometimes that are doing the same thing and are going through the same challenges can be very inspiring for you because it's not like you're just doing it all by yourself. You're at a place when everybody's doing it. It makes it more like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And again, not for everybody, but for some, just even just doing it with somebody, as simple as that can be very, very helpful. It's really helpful, and other people are one of our main motivators when you have ADHD, right? We, mm-hmm. You know it releases dopamine for us. So I had a client um, who was trying to practice mindfulness, and she came in to one of our sessions, and she said, God, this mindfulness thing is stressing me out. <laughs> I'm like, okay. 
was really not what we're aiming for. So we had to look at how she was intending to do it. And she was trying to do it before she left for work in the morning. And then she's like worried she's going to be late. Da, 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 da. So we had to figure out when does this work for her in a way that's going to not be adding a huge burden or stress. But the thing yep. that she did yep. with other people is um, her daughter lived across the country. So every time she would practice mindfulness, she would just text her daughter a smiley face. Now they had talked about it. So that wasn't doing it in the room with somebody else which is very effective, but it's still including other people in yes. the development yes. of the habit. And then she could look back at her text stream and see all those smiley faces, <laughs> which gave her a feeling of accomplishment and reward. And um, so there are different ways of incorporating tools that we talk about when we're trying to consult or coach with people with ADHD um, into the developing this practice. Absolutely. We've covered a lot here, and we've probably gone for days, but in service of wrapping this up, any final thoughts or comments you want to share? Um, I think if people want to try to develop mindfulness or mindful awareness, um, it does help to include other people, like you said. But it also, what a lot of the studies on adults with ADHD around mindfulness practice um, have given us tips on what's an effective way to start this. So mm -hmm. don't expect yourself to be perfect, right? Don't expect mm -hmm. yourself to be a mindfulness guru. <laughs> um, but think about what is the smallest way for me to start this? What is the easiest way for me to integrate this into my daily routine? Is there something mm -hmm. I can attach it to, like washing your hands or brushing your teeth or whatever, something that you regularly do? I, um, when I take my – I had a dog, and when I took her out at night – um, for, you know, to do her business before it was time to go to bed. My mindfulness practice was I went out with her, I looked at the sky, I did some breathing, and so I connected that to something that I couldn't avoid. I, I yes. have to take the dog out. <laughs> so you can connect it to a habit or something that happens every day. Go small. They've, I mean, the studies that show really robust results um, for people, adults with ADHD, are talking about little five-minute practices. Um, on my website, Mindfully ADD, I have one-minute practices. Mm -hmm. um, you have check-ins. So I'm washing my hands. I'm just going to take three breaths. So there's mm -hmm. really, I want people to think about, okay, I don't have to go out and read all of the books about mindfulness yes. and ADHD. I don't have to um, invest a lot of time and energy into making this happen. I'm just going to think about what is the one small thing that I can do um, to start doing this tomorrow or today. The other thing that's important is that guided practices because of that other people thing is really important. Mm -hmm. Don't expect yourself to say, oh, I'm just going to sit here and breathe 10 times. If you, It does take practice and guided practices are there for a yes. reason yeah. so that you can pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing and the guide can help you to do that, to develop that. It's just like a coach when you're swimming, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're with you. So that's also really, really important. So I'm, I have to tell you, I'm inspired. I'm having a flashback to an interview we did with Roberto Olivardia on losing weight. And, you know, you have a bite, you put your fork down, you chew the food. So tomorrow, Casey, I got to tell you, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to sit down in my chair that I normally do with my cup of coffee. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to take a sip and I'm going to savor the feeling of that coffee and just feel it roll down my body and waking me up in the morning and really be present with that moment. 
And everybody, I just demonstrated, I'm, I did something small, I'm piggybacking with something I already do and something I look forward to enjoy. And all you have to do is start it's something as simple as that. It's really not that difficult to get started. And, you know, sometimes just work your way up. I remember I, I had a lawyer one time that was, like, would watch a, a candle flicker and he started four seconds. And, yeah. uh, you know, a couple weeks later, it was up to two minutes. That, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is, it's huge for people with ADHD. So uh, with that, Casey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. This is fun, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> it is a blast. Everybody, you got to check out our website, DixonLifeCoaching.com. That's D-I-X-O-N, LifeCoaching.com. Our secret word is intersection. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.